everyone. You're listening to Commish Talk with MJ Padua and my co-host Joe Bianchi. We have uh, one of our um, league mates, Kevin Diza, on the pod with us today. This is the coronavirus episode, so hopefully you're listening to this in your bunker with all of your toilet paper. And yeah, enjoy the rest of the hour with us. We're going to talk about a lot, free agency, NFL shakeup stuff, a lot of fantasy, some strat with Kevin and how he approaches Dynasty and all that jazz. So we're going to go ahead and dive in. Why don't you say hi to the people, Kevin? Hey, what's good? So Kevin, um, we would love to just kind of, we're going to dive in. We're going to talk about a bunch of different stuff, your strat on the league and everything like that. Joe, is there anything that you first wanted to ask? Um, Kevin, how are you doing, Kevin? <laughs> what up, Joe? Uh, yeah, first question on the list: um, How did it feel to get beaten by me in the championship last week? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it sucks, but I kind of felt it coming. But you know, at the end of the day, I, I there was a chance. So I was a little <laughs> like looking forward to seeing that but you know there was a chance uh Kenyon drake just stole that chance i guess yeah definitely <laughs> would you say that you're the clear number one in our league currently in terms of power rankings clear i think no i would not i wouldn't even put myself at number one so humble. you i put team wise i put you or joe and then i put cave on and then i put me gotcha, oh gotcha. wow you put yourself below cave on yeah, I well the thing is I like Kayvon's team team like capital wise. I wouldn't have his team like how it is currently, but the players on his team I would love to have to just move around, make moves and kinda I don't know, just make it my own. Awesome. Yeah, we can definitely dive into Kayvon's team and we'll definitely be diving into your team throughout this podcast. But um before we dive into that, would you mind sharing with um the rest of the listeners kind of what your fantasy football philosophy when it comes to dynasty kind of like how you are positioning yourself for long-term success and um, just yeah kind of your strategy when it comes to dynasty yeah definitely so well i my strategy is to just keep moving and following the waves and not getting stuck on the players that just because of name value or anything seeing what teams are improving and moving towards that direction definitely not staying stagnant and like Again, just even trading from like bottom my death players so I can upgrade, slowly upgrade all the way to the top is kind of how I've been approaching Dynasty. Do you think that trades are like an essential part of being successful in Dynasty or do you think that an owner can be successful without trading or trading minimally? Um, I mean, yeah, tr- trading definitely helps, but just because you're trading doesn't mean you're making the right moves. You can definitely be destroying your team. Ain't that right, Shane? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's. I mean, there's some bad GMs out there that aren't. I mean, are trading but like not making the right moves. And there's some people who are not trading at all and just kind of staying stagnant. And I mean, if you want to be that team that goes six and six, and now in our uh, league will probably make playoffs, you can do that and take your chance. But I think you got to make moves to like be in a fighting spot for like the tough top three teams we have. Yeah, definitely. Especially to gain in value. Do you think that two people on a trade can both win? Or do you feel like there's always a clear winner and a clear loser? No, two, I think two teams can definitely win just depending on their team buildup and what they need for a team. 
you know, got the win-win situation. Yeah. What's, uh, what's, what's your philosophy real quick for valuing players? Like when you go to trade or just kind of how you like put value on um, your players, like the skill positions at least. For me personally, um, I know a lot of people put a lot of, uh, capital into people's age me not so much because i feel like i'm competing most years so that is usually one of the lesser concerns i have um one of the things i look for is i mean what offense they are of course i'll do my research on what their outlook is i mean the way i value players is i always look at the position like running back is by far the position i look for value the most just because it's I mean, there's not there's only so many starting running backs in the NFL, um, so running backs first, and then receiver seconds, then let's say tight ends, quarterbacks, and then defensive players. Um, so you guys, Tom Brady is a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Okay, Philip Rivers is an Indianapolis Colt. There are some pretty big free agency moves in the past two day, uh, past two days. Uh, it's Wednesday, March 18th, and um, and at the time we're recording, and so yeah, just a lot of shakeup in the league. I want to hear your guys' thoughts. Maybe let's go first and share what player gains the most fantasy wise, um, and then we'll do another round and we'll all share who, what player do we think. Uh, takes the biggest hit fantasy wise. I can go first, give you guys some time to think about it. For me, the person who um, gets the biggest fantasy bump is Mike Evans, wide receiver, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Here's why. Because you look back at the years, maybe the past like five years or so, Tom Brady at peak production level is whenever Gronk was on the field, right? You got this big bruiser running around um, to throw to in the red zone. And Mike Evans has been making it work with some pretty shoddy quarterback play from Jameis Winston. So I think you get a competent um, quarterback back there. Um, granted, his arm is becoming more of a wet noodle and Tom Brady has been asked to kind of throw into the flats 90% of the time. But I think Tom Brady will surprise some people. He is on a strict no strawberry diet. Um, he's going to move to all citrus once he moves to Florida. And that arm strength, I think, will be on display as you'll just see him throw bombs to Mike Evans. Well, not bombs, but I think Mike Evans will, will, will take him in that air and do some, um, do some work after the catch. I think once you get into the red zone, Mike Evans will be a huge threat. Um, and yeah, Tom Brady just knows how to put the ball in the best position for him not to, um, for him one, to not make mistakes, but also make Mike Evans, or give Mike Evans the biggest chance to make a play. So I think he gets the biggest fantasy bump um, in my mind, uh, just by the addition of Tom Brady, at least for this year. So I don't know who owns Mike Evans. Um, I kind of forget who that is in our league, but I would even consider selling him high for one year. If you're not competing this year and you have Mike Evans, sell that boy, sell that boy. Um, but that'll be my pick for biggest fantasy bump. Um, uh, Braden has Mike Evans, so yeah. yeah, that's a that's a huge bump to his team. Yeah. Do you think Mike Evans finished finishes higher than Chris Godwin? Uh, I, I it's hard to say. I think um, it depends on the kind of league you're in. For our league, being a PPR league, I think Chris Godwin will finish um, 
will finish better just because I think he'll get more passes thrown to him. Um, Mike Evans' production this this year, it'll be really high. I think his ceiling is really high, but it'll uh, be coming primarily from touchdowns. I think he'll be the touchdown machine. Um, Chris Godwin will operate between the 20s, um, the 60 yards um, between the 20s. And uh, yeah, so I, I, think, I think that's how it'll shake out. It depends what kind of league you're in. Um, but Chris Godwin's no joke too. I mean, Tom Brady's inheriting some weapons in Tampa Bay that, and, and a head coach like Bruce Arians, who knows how to use a quarterback and maximize a quarterback's skill set. I think it's a great fit. Um, I think the Buccaneers are going to be a lock to draft an offensive tackle, or um, I would, I would, if I were them, consider drafting a Jonathan Taylor, um, a DeAndre Swift if he's still available. Um, at their pick uh, because you add a running back to that offense and it'll be lit. It'll be lit in Tampa Bay. So um, long answer uh, to that question. But yeah, I think uh, depends on what league you're in. I think in our league, Chris Godwin will be the better pick. But um, if you like flashy plays, then Mike Evans might be your guy. For sure. I think the offseason move that I think is most interesting for me fantasy-wise is... uh... It's three players I think are going up in huge value in one trade is the Arizona-Houston um, trade. Oh my so David gosh. Johnson going over to Houston, I think that's huge for him. It kind of puts new life in him, and I think they're going to use him as a workhorse. Hopefully he stays healthy. So, um, yeah, to you, Kevin, I think you're the Chris, you're the uh, David Johnson owner. Yep. I think that's, that's, that's probably got to be I mean, yeah, it's the you. best move he could have made, right? I mean, yeah. yeah so I, th- I think that's a great move. Like, yeah. It's basically a guarantee that they're going to utilize them just based off of how much they're paying. Him. They have to, dude. They have to, or heads will roll. Bill O'Brien won't have a job next season if David Johnson sits on the bench. Yeah. So, and he's going to be like your flex player, I believe. So that's that's amazing flex, you know, and it's amazing RB two, RB one, even. Um, so yeah, that's awesome. I think also DeAndre Hopkins. I think I don't think he gains too much value, but I think you know he's probably got a lot to prove. He's got a chip on his shoulder, and it, Kyler Murray thrown to him. Hopefully, they have like good chemistry, but. I think that that could be really beneficial to him. But the player who benefits the most from this trade, talking the most, is your boy, Kenyon Drake. He's out here. He doesn't have David Johnson hovering over his back. They don't have to pay him anymore because Houston took that guaranteed money away. So they've already put the transition tag on him. So it's just time before he's their RB number one. Um, As long as they don't do anything like draft a young running back, I think that he's just going to be and every down back, you know, maybe they draft a younger guy to help supplement his workload, but we saw what he did later in the season. And so I'm hoping that kind of production from this year, but if not, at least a solid flex play compared to what he's doing in Miami. So I think all three of those players, you know, Tim's got to be happy with the transition. You know, I think there are a lot of wide receivers in Arizona, but I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is DeAndre Hopkins. So I think he's going to have no problem transitioning over there. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> My player for who I think is going to get bumped up the highest is Stefan Diggs. Oh, no, sorry. Ooh. Sorry about that. Not Stefan Diggs. Josh Allen. Uh, he got They got a nasty receiver core over there. You got Stefan Diggs, John Brown, Cole Beasley. He has a lot of options to throw to. I mean, there's not the flashiest players. I mean, Stefan Diggs mm-hmm. can be. But, like, he's he has some players he can throw to now. Like, he, mm-hmm. I mean, and Josh Allen can move on his feet. If you're thinking about getting him like late in like redrafts, he's not getting late anymore. Yeah, yeah he's a solid quarterback streamer right now. 
Yeah. And then if you if you listen to last or not last week's podcast because we recorded it months ago, but uh, the last episode, uh, you know that I'm a fan of Dawson Knox, uh, their rookie tight end from last year. And so I think uh, he's really athletic. I think uh, you add Stefan Diggs, you can absolutely blow past the, you know, um, blow past defenders with John Brown as well. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun for Josh Allen. Um, I think they'll get creative over there in, um, in almost said Toronto, um, in Buffalo, and it'll be lit. It'll be lit. Um, that's cool. Kevin, let's, uh, let's work our way backwards now. Kevin, who do you think takes the biggest fantasy hit um, after all these free agency moves? Yeah, I'd hate to say it, but it's probably Jameis Winston. Like, <laughs> he was, I was possibly thinking about like keeping him for this next coming season, but he has to get dropped with Tom Brady there. I mean, mm-hmm. wh- who do you hope he ends up with? Like, what what team would you consider keeping him on your roster for if he got to the right into the right fit? I mean, it has to be somewhere where they'll throw it 90% of the time. That's all he does is just toss in the air and then someone with a big receiver. <laughs> so I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I don't know. The Redskins might be interesting if you just start bombing it to like Horan or who else needs a quarterback? I think, I oh, think Chargers, the Chargers, would, the Chargers oh, yeah. would be a nice fit, huh? Mike Williams, you got uh, Hunter Henry still there, I believe. Um, yeah. You got another year under contract. And then um, you also have Keenan Allen, obviously. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a cool fit if they can get Jameis Winston. But I think I think they might go rookie quarterback. But if he lands there, you're keeping him? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, if he goes to the Chargers, I think I'd keep him. You think they're going to have eye surgery, dude? Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, yeah, it's over after the LASIK, bro. Um, but... Uh, yeah, they projected it. A lot of people think they're going to get Justin Herbert, who I'm really high on. I really like Justin Herbert out of Oregon. Um, don't want to get talk too much about rookies, but I think Jordan Love also is in the is in the running if he's there. Um, Jordan Love is pretty dope. Um, he'll have a better pro career than uh, he had in college. You'll hear that a lot from people. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I think James Winston's he should he should be there. He's a young quarterback. They'll get him on a cheap deal. Um, I don't think he's going to break the bank. He's not going to make that Tom Brady 30 mil a year money. But uh, we'll see um, where he lands. But that's a good pick. That's a good pick. What do you think, Joe? Um, I think the biggest slider for me has got to be Cam. Uh, Cam Newton. Oof, I think yeah. you know, he's somebody that I was looking forward to probably keeping this year. But now, kind of given the situation, I don't think he probably will be one of my keepers. I think... It's tough for me, especially with this news of Chicago taking Nick Foles as their quarterback. Um, it's tough for me. I thought that was going to be a good landing spot for him, maybe. Uh, but yeah, with him kind of getting one up by uh, Teddy Two Gloves, it's kind of it's kind of put in a weird situation on uh, his landing spot. I think no team's really going to want to trade him because he does have a salary that needs to be paid. Um, and so I think teams are just going to wait for the Panthers just to drop him and eat that salary. And then they're just going to pick him up um, for cheaper instead of trading for him. So I think it's going to be a while before we figure out what his next team is, if he even is a quarterback for a team next year. Because I think his really only landing spots I see now are Los Angeles Chargers and potentially the New England Patriots maybe. And so and I, I just don't see those teams really wanting to invest in a quarterback who's been hurt the last two years and yeah, mobile quarterback for that matter. So yeah. I think 
I think he might just be fantasy irrelevant next year, which kind of bums me out. But yeah, we might have seen the last of uh, Cam's good years. I think it'd be kind of cool shot in the dark, but if he went to the Washington Redskins and reunited with Ron Rivera, I think that would make my heart a little happy, but <laughs> we'll see. I think, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think keeping him in fantasy right now, just there's, there's more players that I want to keep and I'd rather just invest in quarterbacks who are younger and have uh, less injury. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're all going to go quarterback here. I'm tempted to say Mitch Trubisky because of the Nick Foles trade, but it's like, honestly, how can you get much lower than the basement? Um, I think the biggest drop is going to be Deshaun Watson. Um, I think you just consider like how much of the offense DeAndre Hopkins was um, there in Houston. And now we're going to see if um, Deshaun Watson can just do it without a true number one receiver. Um, Do we really think Kiki Kuti is the man? I don't think so. So we'll, we'll just see what happens. I don't, I don't think uh, Deshaun Watson's going to be able to work with what he's got. Not a knock on him. He's an incredible quarterback. Um, but mainly because just like the rest of the pieces aren't there for the Houston Texans. I, they got peanuts. They got yeah. peanuts in return for DeAndre Hopkins. And it makes no sense to me. I think, like you said, Kevin, um, David Johnson gets a big hit, uh, a big increase. But at the same time, it's like, uh, what, what else is going to work there in Houston? I don't know. So I think yeah, they're definitely going to have to draft skill position in this year's draft. So yeah, they're going to. How much do you think late, uh, Deshaun Watson's dropping? Like he's like what top three quarterback? No, he yeah. So like, he's where's he going? He's probably QB four. I think he probably drops down to like a salt like a low-end QB1. I think he goes low-end QB1, mainly because the thing that people like about Deshaun Watson is that he's a threat to run, right? He's a threat to run. But Deshaun Watson also being a very smart and wise quarterback, uh, similar to my guy, Carson Wentz, um, they both are able to run, but that's never their first choice. Um, Bill O'Brien's offense isn't um, you know, one is running a bunch of read options and things like that. Uh, they have a lot of RPOs, um, but I don't know if that's necessarily going to benefit him that way. So I think you just look at from the, the passing side, like he's going to drop quite a bit. At least I expect him to. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if he was like a low end QB1. If I had him, and I think Shabes has him in our league, I would try to trade, I would try to package him to get a solid QB1. Um, like, uh, Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray instantly becomes a week in, week out starter uh, for any fantasy team um, because of the way that offense is structured. Um, so if you hit up that owner, Shabes, i.e., me, I would love to take Deshaun Watson off your hands, but I wouldn't do a one for one with Kyler Murray. That's just kind of where I evaluate him. Uh, do you agree? Do you disagree, Kevin? Oh, you would take Kyler over Deshaun Watson? Oh, dude, yeah, any day of the week now. That's interesting. I don't, know. Week, no. I don't know why you're calling that. That's just that's just mm-hmm. weird to hear people it say. It is weird to hear. It is weird to hear because <laughs> Arizona sports is really bad. And I know because I live in Arizona. But trust me, Cliff Kingsbury now has K1 at quarterback, right? And he's going to have Kenyon Drake. We all know how much Joe loves Kenyon Drake. DeAndre Hopkins. He still has Larry Fitzgerald, who is a, actually a really good slot receiver. He, has, he still has Andy Isabella. He has, um, goodness, what is there? Uh, Keyshawn Johnson is also a very good wide receiver that they like to move around quite a bit as Christian a tight end. Christian Kirk. Oh, my 
Yeah, yeah. Dude, the offense is loaded, dude. And and who's the man touching the ball on every play? K one. So <laughs> that's a that's that's just what I I think I think um, that's how I evaluate it. it. It does sound weird, but that's just kind of how I see it right now. Because uh, that DeAndre Hopkins is a Hall of Fame wide receiver. I think we can agree on that. Um, he's just he's 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 been doing it without you know a competent quarterback play before Deshaun Watson, and then when Deshaun got there, just went off. So. Um, what was that like 2019? He only had one, he caught everything. At his yeah, hand? oh my yeah. gosh, dude! Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> give me K1. Um, but anyways, this would probably be a good time to read from one of our sponsors. This episode was brought to you by um, Hagen Dazs chocolate ice cream, especially as we're <laughs> cooped up inside. We're not going around trying to interact with the coronavirus and stuff like that. Um, you know, you just want to cozy up, watch a movie. Yeah, and just eat some Hagen Dazs chocolate. It's creamy. It's some of the best chocolatey ice cream you can get in the market if it's still available in your grocery store. Because Hagen Dazs chocolate is the shit. Just, just quite, quite plainly, it is so, so nice. Um, um, so what, what players do you value the most, and which, which players do you feel like, um, really benefit to your long term success, and which players do you feel like maybe other people overrate or um, it seems like you have quite a bit of wide receiver depth and you have some decent running back depth. Uh, what's the, what's the secret of success to your team? Yeah. Uh, I think I try to get the best running backs I can and then get the receivers. I can just fill in spots and work matchups. That's why the receiver depth is so big. Um, I put a lot of emphasis on Nick Chubb. I think he's going to be great. I think he's going to be a top five running back next year. Let me see who else. Michael Thomas, of course, is a stud. Yeah, he's probably, he's probably the wide receiver one overall. And then, of course, Derrick Henry just killed it last year. I'm not. I'm trying to. I think I want to move him. So, if anyone wants any offers, I'm trying to move Derrick. Hey, Henry. let's go fire sale. So, are you not a? Are you not a hold on Derrick Henry? I think I want to move him. Um, I value him probably like running back, maybe like seven. So, Ooh. if you guys want to make some moves for Derrick Henry, like, but check out this stable that you got, Kevin. You got Nick Chubb, Lev Bell. Admit it, single out right now. Download it <laughs> on all major streaming platforms. David Johnson, Derrick Henry, bro, that's a good stable of running backs. I mean, I'm I'm down with my team. I arrive from my team, but hey, everyone's replaceable, <laughs> and I can always make an upgrade. So. That's fair. Hey, That's even fair. if you feel feel like your running back is like not as good, hey, I might value him a little differently. So if you want to, do, if anyone wants to do a one on one trade, Derrick Henry for your running back that's in the same that you think Derrick Henry's a god, yo, hit me up. <laughs> um, what do you do, Derrick Henry for um, Kenyon Drake? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Right, would you do Derrick Henry for Kiss Carson? <laughs> no. Would you do Derrick Henry for Chris Carson and David Montgomery? Maybe. I don't know. Interesting. Uh, let's talk about your wide receivers. Yeah, you have Michael Thomas, who's clear wide receiver one, but you have some pretty good wide receiver depth. You like that Stefan Diggs trade over to Buffalo, you were saying it earlier. Oh, um, yeah. You also have Allen Robinson as your wide receiver. Chris Godwin. T.Y. Hilton, Chris Godwin, Gosh. Emmanuel Sanders, and Debo Samuels. I mean, looking at that depth, what do you feel like do you feel like it's important to have like a pretty deep wide receiver depth? 
I mean, it just kind of worked that way with me, honestly. I don't really value the wide receiver two position. I feel like most players can fill that position. I would much rather have like a stronger running back core like like Kayvon's team or even your team, Joe's. But yeah, those players just kind of, I they fell to me and no one really wants those player, wanted those players when I had them and no one really wanted to trade for them for whatever reason. Like Emmanuel Sanders was doing good but he was injured yet Stefan Diggs who was doing awful for like half the season T.Y. who's hurt who was hurt half the season Terry McLaurin that which no one was like really asking for so those guys just like I kind of did my research and kind of got got them cheap and they kind of like did well for me yeah he definitely got Stefan Diggs while he was underperforming which like a lot of people started selling him even though it was all directly linked to Kirk Cousins play like Kirk Cousins was missing wide open throws through the first half of the season, you know, got his stuff together after that Eagles game. And then like, just really went on a tear. Uh, I think like if he played a full 16, the way he played the last eight, he would have been, you know, one of the top quarterbacks in the league in terms of production. So yeah, dude, well done on the timing there. Yeah. So uh, on the last episode of the pod, we did our power rankings. And in the bottom three of the league, Joe and I had the same three people. I think we had them in a little bit of different orders. But we had Sebastian, Shabes, and Joseph. And so I don't really have a question. I have more of a prompt. But uh, Kevin, would you just please uh, just talk your shit, dude? <laughs> well, yeah. So the so I did a lot of that on the last podcast. I didn't get recorded, but... Bassy <laughs> got it bad. I was, I mean, I can go into it again. You're just a bad GM, in my opinion, just not making the right moves. I mean, like, I mean, there's like looking back at your history of players is like crazy how you got to this point. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't agree with Shaves in the bottom three. I need, I think you put put some respect on my man who's been making trades all season, always trying to make moves, which I respect. I don't see him going to be top. I respect I mean, that. I respect that. Uh, but yeah, Bass, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so okay, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just list out some players on Sebastian's team. Let me know how you rank them, and I'll tell you kind of where they stand on Sebastian's team. Daniel Jones. He's fine. He's, I think he should be good. Like, but like, like quarterback what? Uh, man, that's gonna be hard. I haven't. It, okay, is he a quarterback one? Like a top ten quarterback? Like, is he a QB one? Yeah. Would you? Would you? Is yeah. he a starting? He's a top ten. You would start him. I would start Daniel Jones. Jones. Okay, that's his action yeah. has Especially, I think it's just gonna get better and better. All right. How about this? How about this? Nikhil Harry. He's not even making my team. <laughs> That's his starting wide receiver. <laughs> okay, what about this? What about this? Oh, bench, yeah. Yes, he'll make my bench. Dante Pettis. He's still on his team? Why is that man still on a, <laughs> his team? All right, all right. The dream uh, is gone. I'm sorry. Peyton Barber. I don't know. He's He could be an RB3 on a good <laughs> That's his, that's his backup. That's his backup. Uh, how you feel about Brashad Perriman? I don't even 
that's like one of those names you just scroll past when you're looking <laughs> at players. Wide receiver like, three. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, like, don't even think about. Nelson Aguilar. He might be the starting receiver in the Eagles some days, right? Uh, he's a he's a free agent right now. Oh, <laughs> he's he's a free agent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. It's not looking great for Sebastian's wide receiving core. He does have Austin Hooper, who's the he, top paid tight end in the league. Dude, he should have gotten rid of Larry Fitzgerald days ago. I mean, yeah. now Larry Fitzgerald, you're gonna be lucky to get a third for Larry Fitzgerald. I feel like. Yeah. I mean, hopefully he hits on all his picks. That's he does have I, a lot of picks in the draft, so that's. I mean, but who's picking those picks? That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty rough. Yeah, dude. What 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 about Joe Luna? Do you think he deserves to be in the bottom of the league, near the bottom? Um. Yeah, probably. I mean, Joe is also Joseph is not the most trade happy person, so that really hurts him as well. I think he. He vows his players very, very strangely to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the Lions players get like a 10-point bump in his line. <laughs> yeah. He saw his carry-on. I mean, yeah. I, I think like carry-on a little bit more than I think you do, MJ. But What's yeah, fair? he's definitely not as hyped a- as very low. AJ Green has been on his roster how long? Like a whole season? Yeah, he was on there. Yeah. I think I traded it. Yeah, at the beginning of at the beginning of the season. Oof, it's it's a it's pretty rough for for him too. You um, were saying that uh, you don't think Shaves is in the bottom three. Do you think Shaves is um, like a playoff contender, or do you think Shaves is one of these middle of the road teams that's kind of stuck there? Yeah, he's probably. I mean, he could sneak into the playoffs. I don't know now with Deshaun Watson, and oh, Devontae Freeman too is one of his starting running backs. He yeah. might just it's gonna be rough for Shaves, but I I believe in Shaves. I think he's gonna make the right moves and he'll might even sneak his way into playoffs. We'll see. Really? Shaves in the yeah. playoffs again. Yeah. Back to I, back. Shaves wants it, dude. Shaves wants Shaves it. Shaves wants it. Yeah, especially like we had that vote and people wanted a fifth and a sixth seed for playoffs. Um Personally, I think the way our league is set up, the top four don't have to worry about him too much. But there, there could be a Rudy. There could be just uh, some kind of guy who's a dark horse comes out of there, and Shabes could be that guy. He almost sniped me out of the playoffs last year. Um, but, you know, sure. Zach Ertz had to put a stop to that. So, uh, sorry to remind you, Shabes. But that's just how it goes sometimes. That's just how it goes sometimes. Yeah, let's. Uh, so kind of going off of our power rankings as well, um, who do you see – in the top four, um, that being you, me, MJ, and Kayvon, who do you see out of us for um, not ha- not being able to maintain success long term? Who do you see dropping out of that top four first? It has to be MJ, right? Just just like some age <laughs> in his team <laughs> and some question mark players. I have no on my team. What are the uh, what are the question mark <laughs> players for you? <clears throat> Let's see. Uh... Todd Gurley, I think there's talks of him being traded. Um, let's see. I mean, Chris Carson, just the, his play style. I don't know if his body can keep up with that. You have Mark Ingram, who I mean should might do well. I don't know. He's getting old too. Uh, 
Julian Edelman without Tom Brady? What what is Julian Edelman gonna do? Hey man, I haven't looked at this roster in like two weeks, <laughs> and Tom Brady just got signed by the Bucks. Okay, cut me some slack. <laughs> All right, if I could, if I could give my defense real quick, I don't get to talk about my team much, but I, I just want to talk about. I know I'm not in the top three. That's okay. I know I'm I'm fourth, fifth in a lot of people's eyes. Maybe sixth. I don't know. I wouldn't put myself there, but I have Julio Jones, who is old, who is old, but you know Matt Ryan is throwing his way all season. I got Patrick Mahomes. I got the aforementioned K1 Karate Murray. I have. You can't start two quarterbacks, though. I can't. You're right. You're right. But I could trade him. Are you going to trade him? You know them both, though. Somebody wants Pat. Somebody wants Pat. If you're listening to this and you want Patrick Mahomes, you let me know. I have David Montgomery. I have DJ Shark, DK Metcalf, Preston Williams, Mike Williams. That's pretty much it. But <laughs> my running back situation doesn't look too good. But I do have Todd Gurley. I do have Chris Carson, who I like. You know, Mark Ingram staying in Baltimore. I think at least for this year, you're right. I think, like, the age is going to – I'm going to have to move some players around and get some youth. Um, but you're definitely going to have to trade well. I do think you have some a really good core of young players in DK and DJ Chark. And Cup. You're, you're – quarterbacks are pretty solid but i do think that you definitely have some older players that you kind of have to sell at the right time um and so i'm curious to see how that plays out and uh what what team's going to want to invest in those players well i think that there's a fire sale you guys let me know you might want to trade those players to get some picks this year because you don't pick until the third round that's pretty late yeah those really nice players i kind of want to get this year Without giving away too much of my draft evaluation, there's a running back out of Wisconsin named Jonathan Taylor, who <laughs> I really want. Who you will not have. And I will do disgusting things for one of the top three picks. Disgusting, yeah. disgusting trades. Well, we'll talk, we'll talk more about rookies in our next episode. Uh, hint, hint. But um, next question for you, Kevin. So we kind of talked about the, uh, the podium, if you will, the top four uh, people in our league. But we do kind of have these middle of the road teams. Um, I see three teams that I would kind of designate in this uh, second tier. That would be um, Tim is probably on the top of that tier. Um, he's got a lot of really uh, young uh, wide receivers, and he has uh, some good running backs and Josh Jacobs and Miles Sanders. Um, you've got Shabes, who kind of already went over his team, but um, he's been trading quite a bit, and um, he's – seems the thirstiest out of anybody to make it to deep in the playoffs and then we praise a lot about uh, Eric's team um, and the pivots that he's made and the trades that he's been able to accomplish and so who do you see out of those three people um, sustaining the longest amount of success and having you know maybe being a champion one day uh, to me it's <clears throat> clearly Eric I think just by the way he's been moving is you can tell he has a lot of fantasy knowledge and he's always looking for i don't know it's an upgrade here or there so i think his team is just going to get better from year to year yeah i agree uh he's also really really good at evaluating his players um i think we talked about this in the last podcast but i think eric's just a really mindful gm um not only of how he evaluates his players but how others evaluate their players um and plays around that and offers trades around that which is really really good and we'll get him up there in the next couple years 
um, if not next season already, um, and taking over that rebuild from that disgusting team that Nick left him. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. He currently, I believe, has the second and third pick in the draft. Is that correct? I believe so. I uh, I, I can't remember exactly. And so, but, but yeah, he he has the he has the top two out of the top three, I believe. That that's pretty big. That's that's pretty gnarly. And you know who traded out of the top two? Freaking Sebastian. Sebastian. <laughs> Sebastian I mean, yeah. as one of the worst rosters in the league. He doesn't pick until pick nine, pick ten. But I would love to see Eric move Lamar Jackson and get some fill him some spots in his roster because I think Lamar Jackson's value is just through the roof right now. Yeah, people Yeah, and he knows that. Yeah. I mean I've I've sent some offers over and I think it's kind of evaluation. He's definitely not um underselling him by any means so yeah i think he definitely has some players that are interesting and some players that have some pretty high ceilings so i could see him making a pretty good run in playoffs and um i definitely see him being a playoff contender next year yeah he has three picks in the first round so that's that's nothing to to scoff at man all right well um let's 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 do this um let's let's we're gonna have this random section here um where i just i just want to ask a random question that i think a lot of our listeners would be really interested to hear kevin who is your main in apex legends and why why them over the other over the other what is it 10 something like that yeah it's like 10 of them maybe mm-hmm. 12 at this point or 11, we've 12. caught a lot of drops together so i kind of know who <clears> it is and i've always kind of wondered why so i want to hear it i well i always use mirage i don't <laughs> <laughs> he's not the strongest character but i mean i think it's fun to bamboozle people that's probably the funnest part of it um also his i don't know what it's called when he goes invisible is that called his like cloaking ability yeah i think fake out yeah you just it helps you leave positions if you're ever in a bad position i mean he's definitely not the best character i think he is the worst character and yeah you think he's the worst character wow any tier list i see they always put mirage last because if you think about it once you start once you start playing in higher ranks revenant's pretty bad so you might have one upped him there but but whenever you're playing against higher tier players you throw out the bamboozle right and so you think i'm gonna distract him but higher tier players are like that's a mirage so now i know where that other mirage is based off of like where that mirage is walking so it's like yeah it, it just like hurts you well mm-hmm. he's he definitely needs a buff and um <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah he's not the best player but like it's kind of cool not playing as the best player it's like hey i did this with mirage of all characters <laughs> and i don't know just bamboozling players is the most satisfying thing i can do in that game you just feel just so much smarter than the average. Yeah, like, you're an idiot, dude. You just you really <laughs> fell for a mirage. Like, come on. Okay, then full circle. Who is the mirage of fantasy football? Who? What player are a lot of the majority like fantasy football players are high on right now that you think will bamboozle people by season's end? That you will look back and say, I cannot believe you bought high or thought highly of this player going into the 2020 season? Who's going to bamboozle everybody? Oh, that's an interesting question. I mean, I'm chock full of them. I thought it was Kenyon Drake for the longest time. And then, <laughs> hey, <laughs> you got bamboozled. <laughs> I, almost, yeah. I almost traded Kayvon 
a 2023rd round pick for Kenan Drake. This Oof. was a week, a week before he got traded to Arizona. Dude, he got traded to Arizona. And I was like, I'm so happy I held on to Kenan Drake. I cannot give Kayvon another solid running back. Yeah. So before you answer, I do want to give a call back to last. We talked about the trade that Kayvon made, but we referenced it a lot with Shabes way back in the day uh, over my bachelor party weekend um, where he absolutely just stiffed Shabes. I don't even remember the players. I've tried to block it out from my mind. But could you imagine what kind of the landscape of our league had that trade never gone through? Had that trade never materialized yeah. the the landscape of our league? Because Kayvon is like firmly top three in large part because of that trade. Like, yeah, he's traded a lot of other players, but he got some core players out of that trade that is still dumbfounding to a lot of people in our league. Um, like, yeah. I think it would still be a bad trade today, knowing where all those players ended up. And Shaves has, still has an aura of, like, yeah. he's not a good player because of that trade, which I he, think is There's falsely. a stigma he has to shake. Yeah. I don't remember um, who Shaves got, but I know Kayvon got... Todd it was. Gurley. I think he got Amari Cooper and some other player. And then, I can't remember. yeah, Kayvon got Todd Gurley, but he traded Todd Gurley before, like, like when he was at his prime. So he just got so much value out of that trade. Yeah, pretty, pretty nutty. But My back to the original question, Kevin, who do you think is going to bamboozle fantasy football players worldwide this season? Uh, I think it's Leonard Fournette. Okay. Um, I don't think the franchise likes him very much um he's a guy who's had injury problems in the past and i don't know how long he's going to be in the nfl especially really? oh man you're questioning his whole man's career you're questioning <laughs> yeah. his whole livelihood his ability to provide for his family <laughs> i mean i mean he's a type of runner that just runs hard and runs into defenders like that kind of play style is not very sustainable but yeah. i don't think the franchise likes him very much to be honest i'm not wow you heard it here first. Leonard Fournette is going to bamboozle the world. <laughs> I think he has already, but I think everybody always says, oh, he's healthy now. I don't know why, but he's always the kind of guy that's like, oh, he's healthy now. He'll be fine. And then, you know what? He's not. But yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a pretty good answer. If, if, uh, if you could orchestrate a trade between two people, not including yourself, that would benefit both uh, teams, what, what trade would you orchestrate? Yeah. So I would like to see MJ trade Patrick Mahomes to hey. Basti and get maybe hey. like Aaron Jones and like a pick or something. Okay. I, I think that would work out well for both teams. Ooh, I might have to look into that more. Because I think that's, that's getting a a, like a younger running back on your team and maybe a pick to, to give you some depth in some place. Plus, What's I don't that? think there's you can keep Patrick Mahomes and Kyler Murray, right? Oh, I can. Oh, I can. I uh, might not. I probably won't. <laughs> but I can if I wanted to. Um, that does sound like a really good trade. It would just make me look like an idiot because I had Aaron Jones and I traded away Aaron Jones to Sebastian earlier in the year. And Amy Padua don't raise no b****. So I don't know if I'll, my pride will allow me to pull that off. That does sound like a good trade. I think I'm it going. sounds good for Bassie too, because if you get Patrick Mahomes on your team, you're not finishing last in the league. You're probably maybe somewhere in the bottom three or four, but you're not finishing last if you have Patrick Mahomes on your team. Yeah, he's almost a guaranteed thirty every game. Like it's 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 pretty nice to have. But when you also got K one sitting in the wings, you kind of like that ceiling with all them toys in Arizona. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a pretty good trade. 
All right, Kevin. So we want to ask you this. Um, what is your hot take for the 2020 NFL season fantasy wise? Like who is a sleeper, a dark horse, or maybe like we even said a bamboozler, um, something in the vein of that. Um, what is your hot take for this year? Yeah. Uh, my hot take is that the bottom four, maybe five teams won't make playoffs. Like, like that were bottom four last year were not even like touch semifinals. Oh, damn. I think it's a cl- very clear who's going to make semifinals again. If you guys start playing like you guys have been playing, like it's, it's, <laughs> it's gonna, we're going to get the same results. So come on, guys. So gotta, those four guys, Sebastian, Tim, Joe, Luna, and Brayden. Oh, Brayden. Yeah, I don't think those guys are going to touch semifinals. All right, um, all right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just the way they play throughout the season. It's just... Do you think yeah. there is opportunity for the bottom teams and even the middle of the road teams to uh, make it into the top tier? Top not, tier? Ooh. They're really not taking enough chances. Like, everyone wants to win every trade. You're not going to win every trade. Trade, make some trades in the middle and, like, you'll lose some, but you got to keep moving. You can't get satisfied with whatever fifth place what you guys got last year i don't know like <laughs> i don't look at you guys i'm making money over here <laughs> <laughs> hey you're not wrong bro you're not wrong uh joe what's one of your hot takes you know I, i've been giving shaves a lot of crap um but i'm gonna give him some more i think that darren waller does not make it into the top five tight ends you know he had a good year but i don't think that um we're gonna see Darren Waller be a top five tight end. He's going to be a low end tight end one. And so I tried to get him to move on from him last year and he wouldn't. So I'm, I'm staking my claim that I don't think he's going to be a top tight end. You bastard. You're going to make me do it. Aren't you? You're going to make me freaking do do it. What do you think about Darren Waller, MJ? So for context, last podcast that we tried to record ended up, we had to re-record it, uh, blame it on the Rona. Um, I made a statement that is very counter to what Joe just said. Um, I think Darren Waller will be a top three fantasy tight end next year. We're talking Zach Ertz. We're talking George Kittle. We're talking Travis Kelsey. I think he beats out one of those guys. I think he'll be a top three fantasy tight end in the NFL 2020 season. Now, when I made that bet originally, I said I'd be willing to shave my head. I don't know if necessarily that is allowed in my household in terms of Beth told me she would hate if I did that. And so to honor my wife well, I talked to Joe about it. So if Darren Waller is not a 2020 top three fantasy tight end, I will get frosted tips. But if he is, Joe will be getting frosted tips. Does that sound about right? Yeah. Or I might shave my head. Or he might shave his head. I think, I think, I think Joe- I'd rather shave my head. <laughs> well, I'll shave the beard. Would you rather shave the Ooh. shave the beard? I could shave the beard and Curlis. shave the head. Yes, oh my God. Straight up Straight up I don't know Let's which go. one. Of, oh, I'll I think do, I want that both. more. <laughs> if if Darren Waller is a top three tight end, I will not have any hair on my head. Oh. Except for my eyebrows. <laughs> that will be insane which is also kind of non-consequential because you look dope with a shaved head also your beard grows back in like two days so thanks dog appreciate you yeah, yeah, yeah. you'd look good with that so i think you'll look good in frosted tips <laughs> you should at least try it before you shave it yeah maybe i will 
Like, like bleach it, completely bleach it. See how it goes. I'll, I'll go party Joe for the weekend, and then on Monday morning when I have to go into work, I'll just go in shaved head. Exactly, exactly. But uh, <laughs> Kevin, it's been a pleasure having you on. I always enjoy uh, our trades and just talking with you fantasy. Um, but yeah, I appreciate it. hopping on our podcast. Do you have uh, any last things you want to say to the people, or any anything you want to shout out? Good luck, idiots. <laughs> <laughs> You heard it here first. Good luck, idiots. This episode was sponsored by You Undies, <laughs> the only underwear brand that gives you used underwear from people you trust. Next time you go check out at You Undies, use the code COMMISSTALK and you'll get 20% off of your order. Thank you to You Undies for sponsoring this episode. This has been another episode of Commish Talk with your hosts, MJ Padua and Joe Bianchi. Special thank you to our special guest. Kevin Diza for hopping onto the pod. Um, and before we go, like we always remind you guys, never trust Kayvon and don't ever make trades with Kayvon. All right, guys, it's been great talking to you. Uh, we'll catch you guys on the next episode of Commish Talk.